to Life in the Land of the Ice and Snow. My name is Heather, and today I'm here with my guest, Patrick. Hello. Hello, Heather. Okay, Patrick, I don't know very much about you, so why don't we start with where you're from? No, well, actually, yeah, that's, 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 a, good, that's a good start. <laughs> we got to come from somewhere. I was born in uh, Detroit, Michigan. Parents immigrated from Ireland. Growing up in Detroit, our next-door neighbors were from Ireland. And the family around the block that shared the same last name as I were from Ireland. <laughs> Everyone that we knew or had Christmas with or any kind of family thing, Ireland. So it was hard to be American. <laughs> I mean, we had Fourth of July. That's about it, you know. But I mean, the yeah. whole point of the U.S. is that it's made Absolutely. up of everybody's yeah. cultures. And yeah. I, I don't know if this is true, but I was reading today that uh, St. Patrick's Day is really more celebrated in America. Than uh, I think so. I think or so. Maybe that was a while. Well, back, it started like that, and you know, it's it's funny that you mentioned that because my my mother she she had immigrated from Ireland, and for her, St. Patrick's Day was. You get up and you, you, you go to church. Yeah, so and it was you, more you of know, a religious Yeah, holiday. a religious thing. And us Irish, we got the, the reputation for being drinkers around the world. <laughs> but I can tell you that the Russians, they can really hold it. Ooh, you know, I mean, yeah. you know, I've never seen Irish people drinking, well, except my uncle, drinking <laughs> vodka for breakfast. But, uh, no, but my, you know, I, it's it's nice to always have a celebration, you know, and that's it's it, it is nice, but it's just like... It's one thing has become another thing, you know what I mean? And, of course, yeah. And I think when you go to the extent of turning rivers green, and mm -hmm. it's a bit too much. <laughs> but I mean, I do like everyone to enjoy themselves. You know, so. Of course, but, I say any yeah. excuse for a holiday or a celebration or yeah. a parade. Yeah, <laughs> or a parade, yeah, exactly. Is, so is yeah. there a big Irish community? in detroit huge was there? huge uh, oh, it's like more that? i like how you said was uh <laughs> the thing is is like you know and uh, you know the history of detroit is, is is fantastic it's at one point anyone from anywhere in the world no matter your religion your color or anything you could have went to detroit and become middle class Mm -hmm. I mean, all you the could, jobs were yeah, there with the yeah, auto industry. Auto industry. I, th I think Henry Ford, he advertised $5 a day. And that was a big thing back, yeah, in, back you know, in the 20s and stuff. And so, But what you had, though, was these neighborhoods that were literally Hungarian, Italian, Jewish, Polish, Irish, and African-American. They were these enclaves. People really came and they bought a house and they, you know, hey, everybody worked for the auto industry. If you didn't work in the auto industry, whatever you did was related to the auto industry. Right, like, yes. <laughs> for example, my, my mother, you know, she, she didn't work in the auto industry. But when she first moved to America, she, 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 she came from Ireland with basically cooking skills. Mm -hmm. And so she worked in uh, as a waitress and then she went to beauty school. But when she was working as a waitress, she was serving lunch to all the auto industry workers, the truck drivers. And then when she was cutting hairs, she was cutting hair of them as well as their children. So, I mean, everything was it's, related. Hence its downfall. It yeah, kind of yeah. fell apart when they sold the company. Yeah. And... Well, that's what they, it, it, everything just relied on the auto industry. And it's sad. And, and the other, the worst thing about Detroit, I think, as well, is, you know, you have Chicago that's just four-hour drive from Detroit. And you can make it in three if you drive fast. <laughs> and Chicago has a, a really strong infrastructure built with, they have their L train, great public transportation, a great thriving downtown center. But Detroit, they had the plans to create this. And the auto industry, 
they wanted everyone to the own so a car cars so right. you know so i didn't think about yeah, that. yeah so they they scrap all the 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 infrastructure i mean there's buses mm-hmm. but in detroit you're taking a bus you're kind of looked at like mm, you <laughs> why know why don't you have a car which yeah well yeah ex- <laughs> that's Similar crazy Houston, you know yeah. yeah it's crazy you know i mean why not take a bus you know of course and that's know? all i do now and mm-hmm. you, when i came here i was so relieved that i didn't have to drive a car it is nice. Like, oh, I can just step on a bus or a subway, and somebody else can take me yeah. where I need to go. I don't have to concentrate. Yeah, yeah. it was wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Oh, and then, it's... especially if you have like a good, uh, like say you 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 contribute, you know, or, or you pay maybe fifty, even let's say a hundred dollars a month to an unlimited travel card, and you can you can hop on a five to ten minute walk from your house, and within thirty minutes be at your work or your destination. And you can use that unlimited. I think it's wonderful. That's great. You know, I mean, you can get as far as Sotelia yeah, on these. Um, absolutely. Yeah, and you can if you're tricky about it. I think you can get to the airport for free. You can. At least yeah. You used to be able to. Yeah. Right. I can. I can comment on that because I used to live in a place called Mashta. Yes, which and, is extremely yep. close. You can yep. take a bus straight. That's to the, the airport. thing. If you take the tunnel, Bono. To, sorry, if you take the Pendle Tog to Mashta. Mm-hmm. And then you get off and you take one of the, the buses. You've arrived at the airport for free. That's what I used to do. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't get there in the uh, the Arlanda Express time. And that's okay. You know, yeah. that's, that's great. And also, sadly, I, I've lived most of the time in the city center. Now I live out in the countryside. Mm-hmm. And because of my lifestyle and certain things that are going on, I need to have a car. But the good thing about that is with my free, uh, sorry, with my SL card, I have free 24-hour parking at the parking lots next to the Pendle Talk. It's oh, called... Uh, the, the, in, I didn't in, know you could do that. In Farts Parkering. And, and you if can, you have an SL card, SL card completely free. free. And yeah. you don't have to pay extra for pay that extra. service. It's nope. just if you happen to... Uh, if you... Sometimes, they do have new machines now, but in the past, the machines were frozen and they wouldn't work. <laughs> and at, in that case, you paid 15 crowns. What's that? Two bucks? Yeah. Uh, a, a pound 50, something like that. Euro 50. But um, still, it's it's a good incentive to let make people take the train. But now let's uh, let's get to what brought you here. Yeah. Why are you here in Sweden? Uh, well, I mean, there's there's an there's a simple version to that, and then there's a a, a complicated version. And uh, the complicated version, I'll go with. Uh, <laughs> I was living in France. So I was living in Paris, and uh, I was teaching in in Paris, and I had a great full life living there. In the mornings, I was working for the, the Rectorat de Paris, which is like the public school system. Mm-hmm. And I was also uh, working for a business English company in like the financial district. So when I was working uh, s- certain days when I would finish early, I would go out to the financial district. And then in the evenings, which is which is really nice, and maybe there's a lot of places that offer this, but it's called the La, La Marie de Paris, which is the city council of Paris they offer like continuous education to all the citizens basically and if you work for certain companies you can get that for free and it's like well what do you want to do do you want to have a gym membership do you want to have uh chinese lessons do you want to improve your english french they can improve their english so a lot of them choose that so i had um i was teaching english twice a week in the evenings to french adults and that was that was really interesting. So I had a really really full life, and uh, everything was going great. And then my mother uh, had a very very bad car accident. 
And in the car, she survived the car accident. But what happened was, is um, her, her and her friend, you know, they're retired. And on every Saturday, they like to go to, they go to church and then they go to uh, Outback. And they were driving down a normal four lane road. And my mom's friend had a, had an actual, a diabetic attack at the wheel. Ooh. And according to my mom, she said she looked over and uh, and her friend was just like hunched over. And so my mom, being in the passenger seat, reached across mm-hmm. to try and do something. I don't know what she thought she was going to do. But as she reached the cross, they went into oncoming traffic. And the, the, the funny thing is, is that this this was in 2010. I was very connected. You know, I was never not available being being thousands of miles from my family, I still had Facebook. I still had... You could contact me in a minute. This particular week, I was in the south of France in the middle of nowhere with no reception. So I hadn't any contact with them. And then when I got back, turned my phone on, there was like 25 missed calls from my younger sister, who who never calls. So you know, okay, who Something died? major happened. You know, what, what's happened? You know, I mean, what has happened? And she's like... Patrick, I just want you to know that mom's okay, but she's had an accident. She's broke her collarbone, she broke her left leg and her right arm. And she's 70. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's fine, okay, she's fine, she doesn't want anyone to worry about it, that's okay. But it turns out that um, they had found like a, a small tumor lump type thing on her chest. And it, it was made so much more incurable by... The trauma to her body. So, after about a year of going back and forth, you know, she did not survive this. And, like, I'm a mama's boy. I'll say it right away. It's I'm the middle child, and I have an older sister <laughs> at, who's 14 years older than me and a younger sister. But, I mean, you don't take these things lightly. You don't just, one day this happens, and then you go right in, and then that's go back to life. And I thought, right, I need to process this in some way, shape, or form. So... When that happened, I decided, right, I would uh, I would leave France. I went back to Ireland to be with family. Always thinking, like, I'm going to go, I'm going to get back into the swing of things. And then uh, a, f- a friend in Sweden said, why don't you come here? You know, why don't you just come for a year? What's, what's a year? Come and be around some friends and, you know, you like the outdoors. Oh, come here. And then I thought, well, why not? You know, so I did that with the intentions of maybe not staying or just seeing what happened. And then I started uh, working in a school and a year turned into two, two years turned into three. Third year, I, I met a partner. Mm-hmm. I, I met a I met a someone that I knew was the right person to be with and to, to spend my life with and I couldn't leave. So, <laughs> well, I, I didn't leave. So Before you met somebody, what made you stick around? Just At the school. The school, that was it. Like, I I started, I liked the job. Um, I liked liked what I was doing. I just started getting involved in a lot of things. You know, I I started getting heavily involved in some kind of local music that's going on. And uh, I developed good friendships. And then also, I had been in three countries, the matter of three years. And I felt like, "Mm, let's, let's put down some roots for a minute. You know what I mean? Let's just put down some roots and chill out for a little bit. How was it to adjust? Uh, I I don't I don't think it was it wasn't so I think I was a little disappointed because in 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 France you know I I was teaching nonstop and you know I really thought like I could be 
I, I could be a pre very productive English teacher here. And I, I totally did not understand how... How good they are at English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or how good they think they are. <laughs> yes, you know what I mean? Yes. But no, they they have a fantastic level of English that when I lived in France or Spain, they they it's just a different culture, you know. They overdub. They don't overdub here. <laughs> so I think that's what helps yeah. a lot is yeah. that they've always used subtitles yeah. and kept the original language. Ex yeah, exactly. And yeah. then they also learn from such an early age. They start learning English. Do, yeah. I know my yeah. kids, I think, they started with basic English even in yeah. first grade. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's yeah. getting earlier all the time. Yeah. And it's, that, it's the perfect time because you can really soak in these languages yeah. when you're younger. Absolutely. I wanted to ask you, since yeah. you work with teaching English, yeah. what are some common mistakes that Swedes make oh, in English that well, you noticed? Well, you know, up until year six, they don't get real grades. Of course, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And when you don't have real grades, you're not going to pressure them. But um, the, I, th I think the, the, the common mistakes are the ones that, that we make. You know, like, um, I would say, do you need something... Uh, do behoven non thing, as they would say, behoven do non thing. You know, like so. It's 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 you know, sentence structuring. Mm -hmm. What about the whole uh, W and Vs? Oh yeah, that's big time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. It's funny because yeah, it's funny you said that. First of all, I have to say that they are fantastic. I I teach fourth fifth, fourth grade, fifth grade, and ninth grade. The fours and fives are amazing. I mean, you know, the thing is, is that I have to check myself and I have to realize that these kids, some of them are speaking. A different language at home, coming into society speaking Swedish in school, and then now they're learning English. And there's a, you know, French is not a main class before the teens. So English put a lot of weight on learning English. But the kids, they like it. And, they, you know, they, they like speaking English. And a lot of the culture they know, especially a lot of the boys, you know, they, they, they play these online video games. That's also a different story. They come in with some words that they cannot say, and I have to, you know... Can we talk about that for a second? Yeah. Because that always gets me, oh. is that Swedes, and especially younger people, do not understand the power no. of the words they're no. saying in no. English. Yeah. Just because something is not that offensive yeah. in Swedish... They never yeah. understand, and people just throw it around. Yeah, yeah, you're I exactly mean, I right. I know they yeah. they don't understand how no. bad it is yeah. when they say these words. Yeah, I can give you an example. Is that right in the middle of a class, I heard somebody say it, and I was like, stop the class, not okay, this, that, and the other. And the kid that said it is the kid that gets all the A's. And, of course, the next day, I get an email from his mother. Uh... So-and-so told me what happened in class, and I just want you to know that he was joking around, and him and his friends, they were joking around, they were doing this, they were saying this with an English accent, and I said to her back, I said, I'm sorry, but what kind yes. of an English teacher would I be if I allowed that to be said? And, okay, there's a, there's a place and a time for joking, and I can tell you what, I am... A career short of a comedian. I I love joking. You know what I mean. I I love joking. But, but appropriate time. Appropriate and time. And he needs time. to know that that you don't say that. Okay. You don't you don't but say that's that. Part of learning you know? the language is yeah. to learn what is acceptable yeah. in the language yeah. and the culture. Yeah. And uh, using all sorts of words here yeah. is not really that. No strictly frowned upon yeah and so it's hard for them to understand yeah. how much emphasis at least americans put yeah. on thing is is that some of the some of the words like there's swedish words that you would say and people would just be like oh my god you know <laughs> and some of the words that 
English words that Swedes might use. You don't say that, you know? Mm -hmm. But, uh, I mean, but the thing is, it's... It doesn't mean anything. Well, no, it does to the... It does if you're speaking to someone from that Yeah, exactly, culture. exactly, yeah. It's better to have them understand how to use it or or that it's it's not important to use it. So you have a dog. I do, yeah, yeah. And we've never Beautiful really dog. talked about pets yeah. and pet culture, uh-huh. dog culture in Sweden. Yeah. And I think there are some differences. Yeah. So I wanted <laughs> to know, like, things that... Did you have a dog when you lived in the U.S.? I did. Okay. I did. This is good, because I would like to hear yeah. some comparisons. Uh, I, I had a dog in the time of the family dog. The dog of the 80s and 90s, or, you know... And it's funny because before before I owned a dog, I might have passed remarks on, you know, that dog has a better life than me or, you know, <laughs> or, or, you know, look at that. He's got designer clothes or. And then I, I invested in a dog. I guess you could say <clears throat> my partner and I got a, a really lovely dog that we wanted. We wanted to have and we didn't get it as a puppy. We gave it a home. I have a different understanding for like the care of the animal. And I, I think it's just evolved with society, too. Society has a better care for animals, and the dog is not for Christmas. And I, I, I like that quote, you know? Or the dog is not something you plan lightly. You know what I mean? Yeah, they really take their pets Absolutely. very seriously. Absolutely. Here. The great thing about here, I bring the dog. You know what I mean? I know, yeah. yeah. On my I birthday, would... he came with me. Like I, The one day a year, that's my birthday, my partner's in Istanbul. <laughs> And, you know, so I went home, I got the dog, took him with me to the restaurant, he sat, uh, I think he had something also, I can't remember what he had, and then we went to the pub for three three hours, and went home, and, you know, he was well taken care of, he had water, he had well, bones. Well, I noticed when I came here that that was something that surprised me, is that you could take dogs into so many places. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah that's strange. That yeah, is, uh, I, I even yeah. put, which... Which restaurant and pub were you? At? Oh, I can tell you. I can't remember the. I can't remember the exact name of it, but uh, I can tell you. It, there's a restaurant on Trottningaten. It's right across from a place called the Queen's Head, which okay. is a bar that you they they welcome dogs basically, and it's it's good food and uh, nice drinks, and it's 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 you can take your dog there. And then the Queen's Head, they they were more than accommodating. And there's so many places that are, are accommodating. But the way I look at it, though, as well, is I think you need to be accommodating to the other guests. If you go into a place that accepts dogs, and there's a couple that are out having a nice dinner, arm's length away from you, don't let your dog lean over and sniff at their plates. Or, you know, keep, mm-hmm. keep it, you know. Yeah, you need to be able to control Have some dog. discretion. Yeah, you shouldn't put your dog before the respect of another human being in public. And you can understand certain cultures, you know, I mean, you get on a, I get on the train and in the, on the train, there's places for dogs. So when I'm, a, I'm in the place for the dog, I feel like, okay, we belong here. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you, you got to understand that there's certain cultures that they don't have the same outlook on a dog or they don't see the dog as the same thing that I might see the dog. So you need to understand that, you know. Yeah, I mean, you need to be respectful yeah. and stay in your own area. Yeah, exactly. And- uh, yeah. Generally, most people that I see on the subway traveling with dogs, they're very careful. Oh, they usually good. try to kind of get them a little under their seat, yeah. so they're also not yeah. taking up any room for yeah. somebody else to put their legs or something. And it's pretty rare that 
uh, dog will come up on you. But when it no. does happen, uh, every time the owner's just been mortified. Oh my yeah, god, yeah. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, that's eh, fine. Yeah. But at yeah. least they're very hyper aware yeah. that okay, not everybody is cool with this dog. Coming exactly. Up. And I think that's a good attitude to be respectful of Absolutely. your fellow travelers. Yeah. Well, I was also going to talk about yep. some of rules that they have for dogs yep. here in Sweden. Absolutely. Of course, you have to keep it on a leash every Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, in my neighborhood, not everybody follows yeah. that. Let's see. Swedish law says that your dog should be allowed to go outside at least every six hours. Yeah, six hours is what it is. And yeah. If you keep it indoors, it must have a view of a window allowing yeah. sunlight. No, see, I didn't <laughs> I like know how that. Specific that is. I like that though. I mean, it makes sense. Like. I, I wouldn't want to be in a situation where I would be locked for six hours. I mean, of course not. I, sadly, I have been in that position before where I have been locked in a place with no sunlight. So and you can yeah, 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 I can sympathize. <laughs> but the cool I don't thing want is, that. so many workplaces allow dogs yeah. here. My my partner, that's a nice thing. She she can take our dog to work. If she doesn't have any meetings with clients outside of work, the dog goes to work with her. I also had some, uh, I wrote down some dog-friendly restaurants. Oh, nice. Well. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, Brew Dog. Brew Dog. Uh, We've been there, actually. Yeah, we went yeah. there over the, yeah. It's it's okay. It's it's nice. It's I mean, pretty decent hamburgers. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't think you can call a restaurant Brew Dog and not let a dog in it. Well, that, yeah. <laughs> good point. I guess that's why they do allow no, dogs in but, there. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, I, we did go there one time. You know, I, I, do, I do like Brew Dog. It is nice. Um I like yeah. that they have, at least the one on Mom has board games, too. Yeah, they do. So yep. it's nice to just they meet do. up for friends with a beer and Absolutely. play a board game, get yep. some fries or yep. something. Yep, that's nice. And but, then, of course, not much room in there. So no. no it's, but that was the thing, is that <laughs> when we got there, we we had to sit on, like, the bleacher seats. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the other, you know, thing about Europe is yeah. that most of the restaurants are so tiny. So yeah, there you go. Yeah, it, You better eat early. Yeah. No <laughs> Olive Garden, seats. you know. <laughs> Just because I have you with an Irish background, yeah. thought we'd go just a little bit over St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, yep, yeah. To to explain yep. a little better. Not that there's really that much to explain. Yeah. I, I think everybody kind of gets it. Yeah. As far as I know, it's it's a Christian feast day, you know? Yes, and it is actually named after a saint, but like from yeah. the 400s yeah. or something. St. Patrick, I, what was he? He was, uh, I think he was like from a French Roman nobility Mm-hmm. But born and, in England, I think, but yeah, his parents I'm not, were I'm not, not, not so sure about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't know he was born in England, but he, he came to Ireland, and you know what he was responsible for was, you know, converting the pagans into Christianity mm-hmm. and using a, um, I think it was using a, a shamrock to explain the Trinity, of, right? Which uh, is the what Father, Son, and the Holy is. Spirit, and. So that's that's that, but uh, and then he, uh, supposedly there were snakes in Ireland, and he <laughs> got rid of them, which I don't know, but there's I a lot of. I don't think that one's yeah. quite true, and Ireland never had no. snakes in the first place, no. so it's pretty no. easy to claim. Hey, I yeah. got rid of your snakes. There you go. Exactly. Did we have snakes? Oh, you totally did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah they have. But I mean, England does have some snakes, you know, and it's it's a similar similar climate, but. Ireland is just that little bit more moist and condensed moisture than than uh, than England, so yeah, just not good for snakes. And you know, I guess they like it drier. I mean, in would, Sweden, yeah. we've only got two. Yeah. 
I just wanted to go over that if anyone wants to celebrate St. Patrick's Day, there is a parade in Stockholm. There is, yes, that is correct, yes. yes. It's yep. organized by the Swedish-Irish Society. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this year it's going to be on March 14th, which yep. is a Saturday. Gather at Kungstragården, there's yep. going to be activities and just some fun stuff. And then the parade starts at like 1 and anybody can join in. Yep. You don't have to be Irish. Doesn't matter who you are. And it's it's not like the American parade with yeah. floats. It's pretty much just a bunch of people, and a lot of people are wearing green. Yeah, yeah. And you just yeah. walk around. Yeah. But it's it's fun, and I I ended up I think twice in that parade just by mistake because <laughs> I happened to be going by, and I'm like, oh. Oh, cool. I'll walk with them. Yeah. The, <laughs> so everyone is is welcome. And there's also a parade in Malmo okay. on the same day, March the 14th. And that's going to start at Triangle Toriet. Okay. My pronunciation. The, the Triangle Square. Yeah. At uh, 1 p.m. And there's also going to be activities there, face painting and nice. things before the parade starts. In Malmo. Yes. Okay. But there's, I can recommend there's a couple, um, like the, the Liffey in Gamlestan. It's a nice bar, a nice Irish bar to go to, and, and they uh, have uh, some sort of St. Patrick's. They do, they do. Yeah. Maybe some music, and it's too. quite. It's got a. It's got a lot of compared to a lot of bars. It has quite a lot of size. Plus, I have a good friend that works there, so it's a, it's a nice place to go. Well, I think uh, that pretty much well, works for our, yeah. our tips this yeah. Yeah, this week. And um, thank you so much for being thank on. Thank you for it's coming. Been yeah, great meeting you. Yeah, I'd love to come back. Actually, it'd be nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. Anyone's interested in being guest on the podcast, please just check out our Facebook page or Instagram. You can contact us through there, and don't forget to subscribe. Yeah.